Hello. Hi. I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist. Welcome, welcome, friends. I'm back again. For real this time. In case you were confused. Yeah, but for real this time. And this time we are pre-recorded and in person. <laughs> live. Not live. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say live, but I mean, we're live with each other. Yeah. Not with you guys. And not on the screen this time. I no longer uh, have pink eye. Yeah, you're not diseased. Nope, I'm not a very excited toddler anymore. I am just, a, well, I'm in a very excited toddler. But yeah. That's my vibe. It is. It's my genuine. What else is your vibe? Uh, the spooky, the ooky, the unsolved, the mysterious, like this podcast is. And you can hear more of those at our website, thispodcastdoesn'texist.com. Dot com. You can find everything else there, too. There's some transcripts. There's links to all of our socials. We live mostly on Instagram. So if you'd like to see any of the photos or images from today's episode that Shannon is bringing to us, you can go there. And if you would like to write in and tell us anything about yourself, about how we're doing, about how you doing, we'd love to hear it. There's a little button on our website that goes directly to our email at thispodcastdoesn'texist at gmail.com. You know, in case you don't feel like typing it all out, there's an easy button Yeah. to click. A very good button. A very good button. A very good button. So yeah. I was trying to remember the joke of, <laughs> I don't remember what his actual name is, so my brain filled in Alexander Hamilton in the very bad, no good, terrible day. <laughs> A very good button. Any hoozles. The no good, very bad, terrible day or something like that. I'm like, I like how I'm trying and I don't know. Look, but you know what? Look, That's my vibe. We're self-referential. <laughs> we're confused. We refuse to Google things. It's a good time. We hope that you you hang out with us. Yeah, we're very happy you're here. Welcome to the pod fiends. Very merry welcome to you. Da, 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 da. Any other housekeeping for the people, Emma? Meh, love ya. Let's get this show on the road. Should I buckle in? Actually, look at you. You are such <laughs> a good little psychic. Because in fact, we are going to be on the road today. <gasps> oh, okay. And you should buckle in. Okay, well, give me one second. Sure. Great. Safety first, everybody. Also, if you're playing the bingo card, visual bit. You're welcome. I don't really have a gimmick this week. You kind of just gave me a, a lead in. Good you're job. Welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Teamwork. Make it the dream work. We're yeah, so psychically connected. We didn't even have to talk about it. We are both Raven Simone. <laughs> if you gaze into the future. For the children that are listening to this podcast, <laughs> that's throwback. All right. So I saw a compilation video on TikTok. Yeah, as know, we do. I've been known to spend some time on the Tiki Talkies. Yeah. And it was a compilation of like photos that were taken right before <gasps> a terrible thing happened. Oh my God, those freak me out so bad. I know. It doesn't freak me out. I kind of find Which it is so weird. morbidly fascinating. Yeah. So I saw one of these and the person was giving like a quick little explanation of the context and everything. Yeah. To clarify, I don't think you're weird. I just, it, we're very different people. Well, <laughs> who's to say? So today, my friends, I'm going to tell you about the cursed car of one Mr. James Dean. Yes, motherfucker. <laughs> this has been on my list oh, yeah? for a very long time. Well, because... Dibsies. I, I, yes, absolutely. It's getting deleted right now. I... 
I am fascinated by cursed objects of this caliber that are, mm. like, this, like, big. Like, they're not, a, this is an object, yes, but it's a car. It's mm-hmm. enormous. It's not a doll. It's not, like, a, something that can be passed around from person to person. Correct. So. Although they really do try. They really do try. I'm so, so excited. I will say I haven't done in-depth research. Okay, I know very baseline. So Great. I'm very well, excited. Well, feel free to that. jump in and think of any little nuggets that jump out of your little brain. I mean, it, when does Dino that not happen? Nuggies. <laughs> Mickey Mouse-shaped nuggies. Dino-shaped brain nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this is what happens, y'all, when we... I have not been in the same room as one Emma Kylie. Why did I turn oh, into Greg? Oh, no. Hold the on, spirit need... of Greg is here. <laughs> it's just put on a hat. Just spread your legs. Yep. <laughs> um, but well, I haven't, I have not been in the same space as Emma since her 30th birthday, which was like a month ago. Yeah. Um. So you're welcome for all the cuckoo crazy time. Yes. It is whack-a-doodle time. time. Also, she's sleeping over tonight. So I we am. have like no time limit, <laughs> which is not good because we probably need that in order to stay on track. It's oh, not I want happen. tacos. We are not lingering through this episode. Okay, so in case you were unaware, you, not, not Emma, you listening, James Dean is an actor, was an actor, and he hit Hollywood in 1951. Landing a series of bit television roles before shooting to stardom with his first film role in 1955's East of Eden. So, in addition to acting, James Dean also had a very big interest in cars. But not just an interest. He really wanted to make a second career out of racing. Oh. I did not know this part. He frequently bought race cars, like racing vehicles, using the majority of his earnings from the movies he made. And he wasn't allowed... To race during, basically when he was under contract. Yeah, which makes which sense. Which makes sense. They do that nowadays. Like, you can't be... Please don't hurt yourself. Jumping out of planes while you're on a Marvel movie yeah. <laughs> or something. You need to save that for the shoot For day. the movie. But yeah, in between projects, he was doing the thing. Uh, right before filming his biggest project, Rebel Without a Cause, hey. Dean competed in the Palm Spring Road Races. He later raced with his speedster in Bakersfield, where he finished third overall. He set his sights on the Salinas Road Race, which called for a faster and more powerful car. One would say one that was more fast and more furious. I knew I knew at some point once you, you mentioned the car <laughs> that we were gonna have I'm incorrigible. A, a Vin um, Diesel cameo. The family. Um, never seen a single one. I know. It's guys. Don't worry. It is something that is on the list. I own it is them. something. I know. They're it is in something, a tire. I know. I know. It is something that Cyrus and I have been like. Okay, we're gonna at least watch. You cannot watch them without me. No, but I mean, like, we're going to at least watch the first one, which I I also listen to a podcast that reviews bad yeah. movies, and they're Shut obsessed your with mouth. Fast and Furious. <laughs> And they all, in order to prepare for the new one that just came out, mm-hmm. they were watching the first one. And they were like, they owned a sandwich shop? We all completely collectively forgot that I, they owned a sandwich shop? I did forget that. <laughs> and they're stealing VCRs. Yeah, Panasonic VCR TV combos. Yeah, it's it's a lot. In 2000. But that, 
one. It's like my favorite kind of movie that, like, conceptually, very serious, very well produced. Mm-hmm. Plot and writing wise, dum 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 dum. But like, the marriage is always perfect, and I love I love a dumb movie. I just thought of my new favorite meme. Oh. The Fast and Furious franchise lasted longer than the Confederacy. Yep. Yeah. Um, Anyway, stay tuned for when Emma and Erica, Erica also wants to watch them. Shout out to wife number three. Number three. So anyway, he needed a more fast, more furious car, which leads him to the Porsche 550 Spider. Spider. But spelled S-P-Y-D-E-R. Spider. Spider. <laughs> According to some sources, Dean was known to be obsessed with speed, interested in the occult, and often talked about his own death. So he had a need for speed and an obsession with death. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that weird and morbid? Uh, I mean, welcome, I just... That's it. That's the show. Yeah. I mean, I also love a good, <laughs> super fast go-kart. And you so. also talk about your death. A lot. Well, not your death, but your afterlife plans. Yeah. Yeah. Lee Raskin, the author of the definitive book, James Dean, On the Road to Salinas, describes the movie star as follows. Quote, James Dean grew up as a bit of a daredevil. He wasn't afraid of anything. Was he a great driver? No. First, he was seriously myopic, which may help explain why he had metal-to-metal contact in every race he was in. Second, I think he was all accelerator, no brake. Unquote. I mean, that last line is a great lower third. (laughs) All accelerator, no brake. My new hinge profile. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's Greg's new hinge. Mine is mostly brake, mild accelerator. Just toe tapping that acceleration. Just, just a little, little bit. Just a little. A little caution never hurt anybody. Um, Dean's career as an actor and race driver, however, was cut tragically short at the age of 24 on September 30th, 1955, when his new car was involved in a catastrophic collision on the way to a race. It's so weird to think of someone who is that large of a figure, like a popular figure, mm-hmm. as that young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Like, because I think about that in the same way of, like, Marilyn Monroe. Like, she was in her 30s. You know, in a couple of years, I will have lived longer than Marilyn Monroe ever did, which is also just, like, a scary thought of, like, life is so fleeting. Yeah. It's so scary. But it also kind of explains his obsession with death the like or obsession with speed if he was obsessed with death or like like at least talked Mm -hmm. about it enough to be noticeable of like feeling that he's an adrenaline junkie he's feeling as close to it as he possibly can without dying yeah killing himself Mm -hmm. which unfortunately didn't happen for that time (laughs) sorry bud yes though dean was killed in the accident his car would go on to cause considerably more trouble. Yeah. But first, I'm going to tell you about the car. 
Yay! Launched in 1953, the Porsche 550 Spider was an iconic sports ride that was renowned for its ahead-of-the-time features and speed. I feel like I need to put something under you that's like... Yeah. Come on down to Shan's Big Lots. We've got the deals for you. With 110 horsepower, the 550 could reach a maximum speed of 137 miles per hour. And for our folks across the pond, that's 220 kilometers per hour. It's a long way. Yeah. That's quick. (laughs) They were made of aluminum or aluminium. (laughs) (laughs) Which has more letters than the actual word. (laughs) Um, So they were not designed... For, for safety. No. To protect you. What was in the 50s? Um, the patriarchy? Good answer. Good answer. It was... It was $20. It was designed to protect itself, not to protect yeah. us. 20 points. Thank you. I don't know what we're playing. The rules are made up and the points don't matter. The 550 Spider was in production for only three years, from 1953 to 1956. A total of only 90 copies were produced. Wow. Which I don't know. None of the articles really talked about this, um, but I'm sure maybe there's some discourse about it online. I wonder if this crash might have had something to do with them not producing anymore. Because the crash was in 55 and they stopped in 56. Food for thought. Uh, But nowadays, an original 550 Spider would cost you, how much you want to guess? $30 million. Okay, not that much. Oh, $6 million? No. Higher or lower? Lower. Three million. No. One million. No. Zero dollars. <laughs> Five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay. That's like a house. Sure. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah. But like, I was thinking like. For a car you're going to keep in your garage. Yeah. And drive like once a year to the, the antique road show. Antiques road show, but like on the That's road. what it should be called. Yeah. I don't miss car show weekends living in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Corvettes. Oh. Corvette, everywhere. Corvette. As far as the eye can see. Corvette, Corvette. Dean purchased the faded vehicle just nine days before the terrible crash. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that quick. He traded in his Speedster and ponied up $3,800 in cash to buy the Porsche. He called his car Little Bastard. Yep. A nickname given to him by his close friends, depending who you ask. Another version of the Little Bastard origin, corroborated by two of his close friends, Phil Stern and Lou Bracker, is that Warner Brothers president Jack L. Warner had once referred to Dean as a Little Bastard after he refused to vacate his temporary East of Eden trailer on the studio's lot. Which I just think is funny. That is funny. Um, so Dean wanted to get even with Warner by naming his race car Little Bastard and defiantly show that despite the racing ban during all filming, he would be racing Little Bastard in between projects. So it's really just a middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> just to stick it to the man. Which I like that way more than like, oh, that's what my friends call me. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, the validity of it either direction. We I mean, no. So both can I be prefer true. exactly, and I prefer the you know the reason being, you know what? Stick it to, to the, the man. man. Which oh. I did not know that Schoolhouse Rock, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. That's weird. 
Yeah. Because everything else is like, oh, I get it. Like Starlight Express? <laughs> yeah. Fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock? I'm sure he had help. Oh, he had to have. I can't. Sorry. I don't know why that was so vehement. You have a lot, you have a lot of feelings. I do. That's okay. Your feelings are valid. Thanks, man. And your feelings are valid. Thanks. Drink some water. I didn't bring any. <laughs> do she, better than Emma today. She pointed at me. Do better than Emma today, listeners. Do better than me. Jenna, drink your water. Put down the Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I also had Diet Dr. Pepper today, but also some water. Yeah, it's you, about balance, you guys. Yeah. The car was customized by George Barris, who is the famed designer of the Batmobile and the Munster Coach. <gasps> With a K. Yeah, the Munsters. I love them. <laughs> of course you do. I do. I know. Uh, Dean asked painter and pinstriper Dean Jeffries. Dean, Dean, that's funny. Dean Jeffries to customize the look of his car. He got the number 130 painted on the front hood doors and rear deck lid to set it apart from other 550s running the streets. He opted for tartan seats. Oh my god, I did not know that. Which is a fun That's fact. so cute. And he also got Little Bastard painted across yes. the rear cowl. So you would know who passed you when he... Zoom, zoom. Doom, 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 doom. When he... <laughs> uh, the Fast Furious, when they're like constantly shifting gear and you're like... The meme where it's like, he has ten gears. Because they're always like... Doom, doom. Yeah. So Little Bastard the car uh caused upset almost from the moment that he bought it in the nine days that dean owned little bastard it's reported that others warned him of uneasy feelings they had about the car among them were actor nick adams actress and singer eartha kitt yep they were besties dean's uncle charlie nolan and actress and sometimes girlfriend ursula andres who was with Dean when he bought the car. I will say if you haven't seen the pictures of James Dean and Eartha Kitt in a ballet studio, Eartha Kitt is in her element. She's in the front row. She's beautiful. She's stylish. She's graceful. And then there's James Dean in the back holding the bar. Like, he's trying his best. <laughs> but it is so sweet and cute. And it was because she was like, you should just come with me. Like, come with me to a ballet just class. Come on and down. he was like, okay. <laughs> yes, Miss Kitt. Yes, Miss Kitt. Uh, one encounter was even more significant. A week before the fatal crash, Dean met British actor Alec Guinness, a.k.a. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. In L.A. Guinness had an ominous feeling on seeing the Porsche and would later write in his diary, quote, The sports car looked sinister to me, exhausted, hungry, feeling a little ill-tempered in spite of Dean's kindness. I heard myself saying in a voice I could hardly recognize as my own, please never get in it. If you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week. He must have felt so weird. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're someone who says that out loud and you're yeah. like, this, this felt like it wasn't my voice, that must have felt so weird. Well, and then a week later to... And Oh, yeah. At that point, I would have been like, I'm so sad, but I'm also like, am I a psychic? <laughs> am I a Jedi? <laughs> am I a Jedi? That, exactly. Am I a Jedi? Or he wouldn't. Yeah, that's 1950-something. So yeah, yeah. Been, 55. Yeah. 
Not yet. So we got a he was a young boy. <laughs> young Alex. I was a young boy. I saw a car in a parking lot. And it kind of freaked me out. <laughs> Dean James Dean laughed it off and set about preparing the car for the Salinas sports car races with his Porsche mechanic Rolf Wuther Wuther. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, sir. You sound like a Muppet. <laughs> well, I started with a W, and then I remembered it's German. So instead of a W, it makes a V sound. Wutherich. That's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, Rolf is a name of a Muppet, I'm which so is probably sorry. why my brain said that. But Oh, is it? Yeah, it's the dog Muppet. Oh. In my head, I'm like, it's also the name of a Nazi. <laughs> From the sound of music. That's right. It is. Uh, also the name of my old car. That's right. Rolf, Rolf the, the Golf. golf. Anywho, so his German Porsche mechanic, Rolf. Uh, not the Muppet. Not the Muppet or the Nazi, for the record. As far as I know. Because <laughs> those are the only Rolfs that exist. <laughs> I'm Apparently. so sorry. Enlisting stuntman Bill Hickman to help out, the original plan was to tow Little Bastard to the races. But Rolf felt it would be better for Dean to get used to the spider and run the engine in. Apparently... The roller-bearing Type 547 engine was notoriously finicky. I knew that already. Car things. Car things. Welcome to Car Talk. Car Talk. Um, with Yik and Yak, Dapper Brothers. What? Your parents didn't listen to NBR, did they? Oh, my parents are not car people either. So even if they did, they probably would have turned it off. Oh, it was funny, even though it was... Oh. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, no, not... They're not NPR people. Right. Okay. So, notoriously finicky engine. Engine? Engine. James Dean had exercised the 550 on Maholland Boulevard, wrinkling the aluminum bodywork by sideswiping a garbage can. So, that gives you just how little protection this car. Oh, my gosh. Like, he sideswiped it, and there was a wrinkle on the car. Okay? What happens when it gets hot? That is not my problem. (laughs) She put her hands on her hips for that one. That is not my problem. On that fateful Friday, Rolf sat next to James Dean while Hickman followed with his truck and trailer. Police pulled over the convoy and issued a pair of speeding tickets just outside Bakersfield. It's two tickets because, well, one, it's two vehicles, but also the truck, because it was towing a trailer, was supposed to be going even slower. Oh. There you go. Well, it's also 1955. Yeah. I mean, they were doing 85 and a 65. Holy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the truck should have been going 45. Because it's towing. Yeah. But that didn't really slow them down. The group had coffee and donuts at the Hollywood Ranch Market on Vine Street, across from Competition Motors, before leaving around 1.15 p.m. They stopped for gas at a mobile station on Ventura Boulevard at Beverly Glen Boulevard. In Sherman Oaks around 2 p.m. And this is the photo that I saw on TikTok. There's a photo of him with the vehicle when they stopped to get gas. Which is like, you know, a number of hours or minutes. But but it's like a normal looking photo. Oh, yeah. He's just vibing with his car. You know, being hot and young and with a sports car. He was hot. We don't have time for that. I'm sorry, Cyrus. Dean was barreling along Route 46 at an estimated 85 miles per hour when Donald Turnipseed, 
Yes, that's his last name. Oh, buddy. Uh, he's a young student from California Polytechnic State University. He's driving a Ford Tudor. Oh. But he is making a left turn onto Route 41. The intersection where the crash occurred is notorious even now for being a hot spot for collisions. The sunlight is particularly dangerous during certain times of day, and experts suggest Dean, whose Porsche put him just 39 inches, or one meter, off the ground, might not have, he might not have seen the car turning. Yeah, because he's so low. So low to the ground. I think one of the articles said that this Porsche is so low that you could be sitting in it and not even have to, like, slouch, and you would go underneath a railroad crossing like barrier thing (gasps) that's how low you are no thank you i don't know why that freaks me out being that close to the road yeah that's scary yeah i am pancake (laughs) the sheer velocity of the impact sent the much heavier tudor broad sliding nearly 40 feet westbound down route 46 and the spider flipping into the air, landing back on its wheels in a gully. Rolf was ejected from the Porsche, but ultimately survived. Eerily, he died decades later in a car crash in Germany where he'd gone to work for Porsche. <gasps> That's weird. That's weird. I mean, if you're in the fast car game. It's, it, yeah. I mean, sure, this, this. Uh, statistics are higher, I guess. Yeah. But, like, still freaky. Turnip seed. Oh. Walks away. Oh, good. All he has is a scratch on his nose. Oh, buddy. And the guilt. Yeah, the guilt of a lifetime. But also... It's not really it's his really, fault. Well, it's inconclusive. Like, they don't really blame either party. Well, it's also the, probably the, the fact that the car is so low, that corner is already a problem. Yeah. He's a reckless driver. He's going fast. But he didn't see him. Like, turnips, he didn't see him, maybe. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Like, so, there's no real conclusive way yeah. of saying yes or no. Yeah. James Dean was taken in an ambulance um, and was pronounced dead on arrival at Paso Robles War Memorial Hospital at 6.20 p.m. He, essentially, he died instantly. He broke his neck and a bunch of other... Key points of his body. Unfortunate things. But at least it was instant. He didn't suffer. Despite being declared a total loss by the insurance company, the car was sold and would continue to cause carnage wherever it, or even parts of it, went. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you about it. The curse of Spider. Dr. William Eschrich. Eschrich? It's a lot of letters, y'all. He bought the Porsche from a salvage yard in Burbank, and proceeded to strip it for parts. He's a doctor, but he's also like a racing enthusiast. Yeah. He installs the Porsche's engine into his Lotus 9 race car, then loaned the transmission and suspension parts to fellow doctor and racer Troy McHenry. Eshrish crashed the Lotus at the 1956 Pomona sports car races, surviving... But McHenry wasn't so lucky. Aww. He hit a tree and was killed during the same race, thus giving the curse of the little bastard more fuel. Both men crashed without any apparent cause, adding further speculation to the theory. 
Also, McHenry, there was like one tree by the entire racetrack. And it's the one tree that and he, he it's hit. A, it's a thing he, he hit. It. So that's a little... And it's... It, it, both, it was like nothing seemed... There's no apparent cause as to why they crashed. Which, you know, the reasonable folks among us are like, well, if they were taking parts from this other car, maybe something was loose from like putting, you know, exchanging things. But I'm like, two sets of race car teams messed up? Yeah. Because it's not, it, it, I'm, I'm assuming that it is not uncommon for that to happen regardless of like parts from other cars being used in cars that you're racing based on like either they're the salvage parts you needed or for someone i mean and i'm sure like they didn't even think about the fact that it was james dean's car really like it was probably like mm. a higher price and it was like cool mm. but i mean i don't know I, it it, it yeah. feel it feels like something where like oh well maybe they didn't do it right these people are racing these cars the yeah the assumption is that they know they're, what they're doctors doing, but also that like this is not an uncommon practice within their community of using these salvage parts in order to enhance their own cars so yeah. like, if the only two out of that i'm assuming the only two out of that race who crashed are the two who had pieces from this one car that's spooky that's it's cursed not, that's not good <laughs> This, this skewy. <laughs> uh, shortly after James Dean's crash, publicity monger and self-proclaimed king of customs, George Barris, he, the Batmobile guy, mm. uh, he bought the spider, promising to rebuild it. When the mangled frame was found to be beyond recovery, Barris chose to capitalize on the car's notoriety. When it was being unloaded in his shop, it fell on a mechanic and broke both his legs. Oh, buddy. But he's still alive. I mean, good. I mean, I'm glad. He was. I don't know. I he, don't survi- know. he survived the accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, that's scary and bad. Yeah. The Porsche was loaned to the Los Angeles chapter of the National Safety Council. And from 1957 to 1959, it went on a macabre tour of car shows, cinemas, and bowling alleys. Bowling alleys? Yeah. <laughs> as like a that scary felt, like a very outside of the rest trying of to like you know can you know drive safely like did your high school do a mock crash around prom season no oh we I went to say, a tiny school yeah we went to both a tiny school and a catholic high school so like i don't think sister mary Licka jane would never. have been happy about that well our school did and i was really annoyed that the people they got to be the actors were, like, the student council kids. Rather than the theater kids? Yeah. Because you would have worked it? Yeah. You would have been, like, blood on my face? No, they they did it. They, like, had the car. They had the people with, like, the blood. They, like, put a kid in a body bag. Yeah. And they put another kid on a stretcher and, like, put him in a helicopter. He got a ride in a helicopter? Well, I don't know if they actually took off. I don't remember. Yeah, it was dumb. Anyway, I'm over it. It's fine. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting to watch as an outsider. But anyway, the reason I bring that up is similar yeah, vibes yeah, 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 of yeah. like, this is James Dean's last sports car. Drive safe, kids. In March of 1959, while in storage in Fresno, the car mysteriously caught fire. 
who seemingly without explanation. I hate, I hate a spontaneous fire. It suffered remarkably little damage. Two melted tires and some singed paint. Unfortunately, the fire didn't spread to other vehicles in storage. Although several sources claim that the entire, like, barn, garage, building structure burned to the ground except the spider. Oh. So, I'm not, un- I'm not clear on... <laughs> What actually Whether, happened? Well, or is it like, oh, there was an incident where this happened, and then there was also an incident where the entire thing, like, hmm. some of this is a little out of order because, you know, it's a lot of hearsay. Yeah, and I'm sure the the reporting on it in particular was very sensational. Yeah. Very much like, James Dean's car caught fire, and like, yeah. maybe that isn't exactly what happened. But yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Barris had sold a pair of tires from the 550 and both reportedly blew at the same time, causing the new owners, a couple from New York, to careen off the road. Oh, no. They're fine. Okay. As far as I can tell. Okay. But, you know, that's weird. Yeah. So, there you go. There are other unconfirmed stories of Little Bastard's post-accident life. A souvenir seeker supposedly ripped his arm open on jagged metal while attempting to steal the steering wheel from the stored wreckage. Well, that feels like a him problem. Yeah. We could have avoided that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry that you cut your arm, but But that feels like you walked yourself into that. Yeah. The car is said to have fallen from its display while on show in Sacramento, breaking the hip of a bystanding student. Oh, no. The spider also reportedly fell on and killed George Barkus, the driver who transported it to a road safety expo. Oh, no. That that was sad. Yeah. Two separate fatal accidents involving trucks transporting the spider occurred, and in 1958, a third transport truck was parked on a hill and smashed the windshield of the car behind it when the brakes gave out. <gasps> Sorry, that's just so scary. Yeah. In 1959, while on display in New Orleans, the car simply fell to pieces. But you know who Among Us hasn't? I mean, the the spontaneous... (laughs) Just... And I wasn't sure, like, where to put this. So I'm just... This just felt like a silly little... Some people are like, oh, well, it had 130 painted all over it. Which is, you know, the number 13 with a zero after it. Maybe that's why it's bad luck. It's cursed. It's like the number 13 with a zero after it. (laughs) Yes. But it has a 13. That's why. Yeah. Sorry. I really like that. It's like, don't you see it? You see it? Do you see it? Yes. Yes. The number one next to the number three. Yeah. We get it. Finally, the Porsche is rumored to have disappeared from a sealed boxcar in 1960 while en route from Miami to Los Angeles. Okay. Other sources claim that the spider was instead being towed and that both it and its towing van disappeared without explanation. Oh, okay. Some believe that Barris, ever the showman, fabricated that story as a way of keeping the car's mystique alive. Okay, that makes more sense. And then it disappeared. (laughs) 
In 2005, for the 50th anniversary of Dean's death, the Volo Auto Museum in Volo, Illinois, announced they were displaying what was purported to be the passenger door of Little Bastard. Volo and Barris offered $1 million to anyone who could prove that they owned the remains of the Little Bastard. No one came forth to claim the prize. Despite a million-dollar reward being offered, the whereabouts of the body of the Porsche 550 Spider remain unknown. Following an episode of Brad Meltzer's Lost History that aired in winter 2014, the Volo Museum was contacted by a man with a promising tale. (gasps) The man told museum director Brian Grams that he saw his father, George Barris, and some friends hide the body of James Dean's spider in a building in Washington State when he was six years old. Quote, Over the years, I've been contacted by numerous people with their stories. Everything from the car was buried in a swamp in Japan to it was in the attic at Barris Customs, Graham said. The burden of proof is always on the storyteller to provide me with something that would verify their story and all attempts failed, except one that was plausible. Though the man gave a convincing polygraph test, he couldn't secure the spider And then further investigations determined the supposed building was no longer standing. Quote, if it was true, the car either got demoed with the building and ended up in a landfill or it was discovered and kept secret, Grams says. With Barris himself now gone and no sign of the car for 60 years, the conclusion of Little Bastard's haunting story may never be revealed. Some say Dean's relatives hold the remaining mechanical parts. And, of course, a piece purported to be part of the car occasionally pops up for sale on eBay. Hmm. The 4-cam Porsche engine, number 90059, along with the original California owner's registration listing the engine number, is still in the possession of the family of the late Dr. Eshrish. That makes sense, yeah. The first guy that bought it from the salvage yard. The original transaxle made its way through several hands before being bought three decades ago by Jack Stiles, the longtime parts manager at Paul Russell's renowned restoration shop. In 2020, Stiles sold the unit to Porsche broker slash collector Don Ahern, who offered it on bringatrailer.com, which is apparently a thing. That came out of left field, it feels (laughs) like. (laughs) The listing generated a firestorm of 1,345 comments and bidding that topped out at $382,000. Whoa. But the identity of the 2021 buyer turned out to be an even bigger surprise. Zach Bagans. Oh, duh. (laughs) Zach attack. (laughs) 
Sag Bagan Bites. Ah, yes. We meet again. Indeed. Like a Pokemon emerging from the wild grass. Zagbite! Zagbite! Quote, to own the only known piece of what's probably the most famous cursed item in the world and be able to display it at the haunted museum for all to see is like striking gold as a collector of the macabre and haunted, Bagan says. I've been drawn to the curse of Little Bastard for years, and I about died when I heard the actual transaxle was in auction, unquote. I mean, as as who he is in the world, it makes complete sense. It does. And then I just love (laughs) this quote from Lee Raskin, the person who, you know, researched, wrote an entire book about all of this. Quote, it's going to be a freak show. George Barris must be dancing in his grave. <laughs> so from one showman to another, the mystery of the spider lives on. So I guess you can go see that part of the car in Las Vegas with Zach Vegas. Zach Vegas. Yeah. And that's the tale. Well done. Thank you so that much. That was awesome. It makes me want to go to the Haunted Museum more. So, have fun. I'll be at at M&M World. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I can leave you either at the Venetian so you can get some good food and wander around. So much food. Or I can leave you with Maddie and Carolyn and the boys. And I, well, actually, Carolyn might go in with me. Maddie might too. Maybe (laughs) you want to take care of three kids? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh, and also it's been established that Erica would not want to come on a ghost tour with me if it's a daytime one though shannon will yeah if it's more hysterical hysterical but we actually do have a mailbag today my friends <gasps> it's a shorty but she's a goodie go shoddy it's a mailbag go shoddy it's a mailbag roll the tape All right, this one is from wife number four. <laughs> Miss Brittany, you've all heard her now if you've listened you to know our episodes. You know her. You love her. Yes, Harrisburg is in central Pennsylvania. <laughs> See, I, I, knew, I knew you'd have some I thoughts. am here to confirm. Yes. The end. <laughs> well, she sends a quick email to us that is titled, So Sorry, Shannon. Ugh. First you come and you try and take my gig. And now something bad is going to happen. Well, it says, creepy dolls are everywhere. Here's a Shirley Temple doll I saw in a vintage store in Bend, Oregon a few years ago. Thankfully, no vibes followed me home. Or did they? And it is a very creepy looking doll. We will post this at the end of the Instagram story, just so you all can also experience it. She looks troubled and worried. I feel troubled and worried. She looks like you look right now. Well, that's not that terrible. It's not, but she's weird looking. I d- she's not as bad as the bride doll I found. Yeah, I'm like, this is like Kirkland brand Shirley Temple. Yes, correct. 
Maybe I also post the bride doll I found because oh, I sent it to the group chat and Shannon Why? immediately sent back, no. I love that Brittany signed it, wife number four. She did. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for the terrifying, well, semi-terrifying um, mailbag, Brittany. Your attempt was valiant. Yes. Feel free to send more. Any of you. That's a call to any of you. Don't invite that. <laughs> Do you want me to leave again? No. Do you want Brittany as your permanent co-host? <laughs> no. I mean, I enjoyed it, but no. Uh, also, if you uh, want to be a little guesty guest on the podcast, um, reacting, shoot us, shoot us, us know. a message. Maybe we let you on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Please stay safe. Drive safe. Wear your seatbelt. Drink your water. And remember, this podcast doesn't exist. And Zach Bagans wants every single one of them. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Pokemon. <laughs> White people talk all night. Correct. Except I mean, not. Emma's technically half por- quarter Puerto Rican. I mean, yes, but also I don't like crunchy tacos. Oh, no, it's terrible. I don't. It if you want a crunchy tortilla, just eat a chip. Exactly. I would have nachos. I would not, but I love that for you. Why don't you like nachos? Mostly because they put a lot of stuff on it that I don't Oh, like eat. black olives, which is not supposed to be on there, or oh, like I beans. Like, I, li- I like both those things. Like tomato, oh, like pico de gallo. The vegetables, got it. Yeah. Hey, I've been I've been doing better about eating I know, vegetables. Have. I have a weekly vegetable tray, guys. Yeah. Be proud of me. I am proud of you. Mom was proud of me, too. As in your mom. Yes. No, I know. I know that when you say mom, you mean <laughs> yeah. our collective mother. Our mother. Which... Our mother, Huach and yeah. Williamsburg. <laughs> Hallowed be thy veggies. <laughs> Remember to snack and take a nap. Amen. <laughs> this is in no way a slight to Karen. Because Karen. No, not at all. No. Karen is Karen. She is yeah. the mother. Whereas ma is ma. Mother. Mother. Emma's been watching a lot of Drag Race. And we don't have time for that we right We don't. Now. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. This episode was researched, co-produced, and marketed by Shannon McCarthy. Co-produced and edited by Emma Kylie. Our theme song was composed and performed by Tom Ensley-Smith. The mailbag theme music was composed by Liam Kylie.